Rolling in five, <clears throat> four, three, two. Welcome to the first precursor episode of my new project, Films in Review. My name is Nick. I'm alongside my brother-in-law, Ben. What's up? Um, basically, what we want to do is talk about some of the movies that are coming out now, more recently, you know, maybe even do a couple classic ones, but I kind of want to stick to some of the more popular ones that are coming out nowadays. The brief, brief explanation of what we wanted to do here, we're going to talk about a movie today. Today's episode's about the new movie, The Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson plays Batman. Kind of a reintroduction into another trilogy setup for Batman, as if we haven't done this a hundred times already, but you know, um... <laughs> kind of talk about what we thought was good about it what each of us thought was bad about it and then obviously as i said since they're presenting it as if there's going to be later installments probably going to be a trilogy if we know how batman usually works um to say like what we thought if based on what was good and bad what we'd like to see in the later installments that were to come so i'm going to throw this over to ben first he's going to start off by just giving a brief synopsis of what happens I'd also like to forewarn to anyone that's currently listening to this that there will be spoilers throughout. We're going to talk about basically what we liked in detail and what we thought was good, what was bad, what made it work, what didn't work. So if you haven't seen it, you plan on seeing it, and you don't want it to be ruined for you, this kind of won't be the thing for you until you see it. And then if you want to add to our discussion, I would appreciate any addition to our discussion, but... You've been warned. We're going to ruin the movie, basically. So, all right, Ben. Take it away. All right. Well, I mean, the the, the movie is your basic cut-and-dry Batman movie. The only difference between this movie and all the other ones that have come before it was that Batman is still very, very much young in, like, his, you know, Cape Crusader-type role. Um, you know, he's only been doing it for about two years. Um, he's only gained the trust so far of Commissioner Gordon, <clears throat> and um, it just follows through as him kind of getting called out on a lot of shit by you know the new main villain. Which if I mean if you got a TV, you've seen it. You know it's the Riddler. Oh, spoiler, you know. But um, you know it it progressed very very well because this movie, in my opinion left out all the Cape Crusader shit. And this focused more on Batman being the detective. And the whole movie is just him trying to solve the riddles of the Riddler and follow the, the trail of breadcrumbs. That's really about it to the big explosive finale of how they ended the movie. That's, I mean, you know, to, to give the synopsis, synopsis that's, that's basically it. It's, I think you've pretty much summed it. I think that's a pretty good way to kind of go about how the story progresses. Um, let's talk about <clears throat> what we thought was good first. I think that's definitely... It's always better to start off on a positive note than on a negative note. All right. So I want to start by kind of addressing the obvious. I had huge, huge doubts going into it about Robert Pattinson as Batman. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Literally, I thought that was going to be the absolute downfall of the movie. He pulled it off. He, he did, did a fantastic job, I think, as no, Batman. No, he... he... He really did do a great job. I, I I can't even argue that 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 point. I mean, he in both roles. I think as Bruce Wayne and I think as Batman. I think he did fairly well. But there was more <laughs> Batman than there was in Bruce Bruce Wayne in this movie. Yeah, but I, you know the the one thing like I'll definitely agree. Like, did he pull it off? Yes, but 
as I have stated many times with, with my whole Spider-Man theory, like, you know, he played a better Batman than he did Bruce Wayne because it was the way that they wrote Bruce Wayne to me that was so different. Like, in the comic books, Bruce Wayne, he was a humble dude, but he was kind of cocky. Whereas, you know, if you compare him to Tony Stark, Tony Stark was just a cocky bastard. But in this here, they they, they made it... I don't know. Do you kids still using the word emo? Like, he was very fucking emo in You this. know who he reminded me of more than anything? I mean, I'm going to be putting some people way back with this one because I'm showing my, my time here and I know Ben's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. He reminded me very much, when he was Bruce Wayne, as more so of a Terry McGinnis. Oh, absolutely. He looked like him. Yes. Acted like him. <laughs> I mean... I got more Batman Beyond than I did Batman. Well, but the reason why, though, is because growing up, I mean, you know, like like I had you know told you prior to this, you know, you, you've either seen the Batman films or you've experienced them firsthand. And I think the reason why you got that Terry McGinnis feel is because, you know, granted, I mean, you know, Pattinson's probably in his 30s by now. I think he's 35, actually. Do we, do we have any confirmation back there how old Robert Pattinson is? <laughs> I, I want to say he's 35, to be honest with you. But, I could be wrong. But the thing is, is that, yes, he is a he's much... 35. Yeah, see? 35. Oh, May 13th, 1986. Awesome. But, so, there you go. If anybody was wondering, he's 35. Um, <laughs> check. <laughs> Take that, fact checkers. But, you know, it, it's... He is a much younger Batman, whereas every other Batman movie that we have seen so far, he's already been established as Batman. Right. No, I agree or with you. Or like the Christian Bale, which wasn't Batman, and we can get into that later, but that was when he was starting out. Right. But I, I like that they finally gave us a starting point. Like, definitely wasn't established. Like, I, I like that they're without... The thing that I... Well, maybe I'll save that for the the what I didn't think they did well part. So, moving on to what I think they did well. <clears throat> I loved how Gotham City looked. Yes. I think this is the best looking Gotham City out of all the Batman movies so far. Because it was realistic. Correct. You know, it, it showed it... Well, you know what? I can't say it was totally realistic. It was realistic in the sense of it continued the variant of Gotham City from the Joker. Right. It showed what it was in the comic book, which was in the comics, Gotham City was a rundown shithole. Right. Like, it was, you know, whereas if you look at the Michael Keaton, yes, it was it was gloomy, it was dark, but it's still, it was during the, the day. You know, like, it had two variants of it, a, a light side and a dark side. Whereas this one here, 95% of this movie takes place at night, which I loved. That was the only, th that was one of the, th I really wouldn't say this is a negative, but one thing that got me about the movie... I really couldn't tell how long, like, it actually was taking place over. Like, was it all, like, was it over the course of one night? Was it two nights? Because then they had that funeral scene where that was during the day, so... Yeah, but, okay, so let's say, basically, you, you, you look at that funeral scene, okay? When somebody dies, you're talking at least three days between a bombing, laying out, having the wake. So that's three days. In my opinion, I personally feel that this movie takes place... Over at least a two-week span. Okay. At least two I can weeks. Believe, I, that's believable. Say maybe at the shortest, maybe about a week everything took place. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I I love the characters that were in this one. I think they were all fairly well written. They might not have had 
as much depth, but then again, this is also the setup still, so... That's another thing, too, that I was going to kind of bring up in, like, my arguments of where I didn't like certain things. Okay. But do you have anything that you wanted to add to the good? Because I think, like, the the story itself wasn't bad. I had certain issues with certain things that happened over the course of it, and we'll get into that in the second half of everything. But the the good, I think that pretty much... Ra- I really can't think of anything else that really screamed out at me, like, you know... This was, you know, this is great that I have to, like, talk about it. And, like, you know, Catwoman was okay. Yeah. I'm not, like, yeah. you know over the moon. It, I'm, I'm not a fan of her. You know, like, I, I really, I don't care for, for, for her mother. I don't care for Lenny Kravitz. Like, maybe when I was 17, I think I bought his album six or whatever the hell it was. Eight, whatever. But, um. It was a number. Yeah, basically. You know, I, I personally feel that, you know, you got the role of Catwoman because, you know, stepdaddy's aquaman basically like that's in, in my opinion that's that's exactly why you got the role yes did she play a good selena kyle yeah she did i can't take it away from her but selena kyle's screen time was if you base it across the entire film i want to say she was maybe on screen for 25 30 minutes tops um the one thing that i'll say definitely was plus she was a good supporting actress you know she was a good supporting character Added a little bit of depth to him. She humanized Batman. She was... did, but it came too fast. True. It true. came way too fast. Um, as far as like what was good about the film, the cinematography in the film was absolutely wonderful. Yes. Just the, the... No, there was very much a cohesiveness to everything yes. that was I happening. Mean, yes. And, and the, the, the camera angles that they used and just the action sequences. Oh, that was it something was awesome. actually. It, glad you brought that up. The fights blew away any other Batman by far. Yes, because it showed him being brutal. He wasn't very strategic here because that he was still learning. in the subway, I think, yes. was like one of the best fight sequences I've seen in a Batman movie. The only thing that I have, the problem I have with that scene was, yes, it was shown in the trailer, but the trailer extended it. Now, with the extension of it in the trailer where he knocked the guy down, slapped him around, beat him, stopped, caught a breath, and continued to beat him in a commercial... That should have been left in whole in the film. Because it showed a different realm uh, of, of brutality to Batman. But also in a sense that it showed everybody how he could simply get inside their minds. Okay. I could, I could agree with that. I'm sorry. Six hits that he delivered to the guy and he was knocked out. And everybody took a step back. There's 12 of you. You know, like... Right. I'm sorry. You took out one guy. Yeah, cool. But... Um, I like the bat suit. That's another thing. I was gonna say this is a good bat suit. I feel like it was. I, I I do like how they actually finally addressed it. Yes, Batman does in fact, you know, apply makeup to his eyes. Like yes, this was the first movie where this motherfucker put it on, and you watched him put it on, and I thought that was a good little, you know, hey, we need to address the elephant in the room. I like too that they actually have now that the battering is actually a part of the suit. Mm-hmm. That, that that always was very cool, very weird, like to me that like it was just like oh he just has pockets everywhere and like you know. Well, I mean you know growing <clears throat> up he had a utility belt, you know. No, no, I get the utility belt, but like you know something like a batarang, you know at least of that magnitude isn't gonna. It definitely was better than the Ben Affleck suit I thought oh, by dude, far ben with the big fat so friggin' fun. bat in the middle that made like no sense. I it was it was basically a rectangle that was warped with Photoshop. That's basically it. And I didn't like the cowl either on that suit. 
like with the little bad ears like you know th- there's a way to do it like that balances it like yeah but that that variant of batman is very much along the lines of uh the dark knight returns when batman was much much older batman was in his 60s at that time and that's exactly how the suit was but i mean back okay you know so i i have to say probably my favorite favorite thing in this entire movie the fucking Batmobile. I am a sucker for the Batmobile. It's one of my favorite, favorite vehicles of any movie franchise. That and Ecto-1. Ecto-1 will always be number one. But as far as Batmobiles, you know, my number one is always going to be Tim Burton's Batmobile. Oh, From 1989, it is, it's the definitive of it. I don't give a shit about the 60s one. Oh, Adam that West's one, one. Yeah. The, the one from 89's number one top favorite. I have to put this Batmobile at number two. And then the Tumblr from the Dark Knight trilogy as number three. I think this is a good time to transition after this. What do you mean? To what I didn't think was good. Okay. Well, I didn't you know, like the Batmobile at all. I felt like it looked like an afterthought. Okay. Well, keep in mind. I can see where you can see that. But if you look back at the original comic book series. Back in the 40s. Batman's first Batmobile was literally a Rolls Royce. Oh, you no, know, I knew that. And then as it went on, it just became a Rolls Royce with a giant bat face on the front. Well, under listen, I understand. I think the um, the car chase with the penguin, I th- oh awesome, was one of the best scenes in the whole entire movie. I thought that was like it was exciting. It kept you into it. Like I just like I felt that like. In every other Batman movie that I've ever seen, the Batmobile was very highlighted. You knew what it looked like. You knew what to expect out of it. This one, you kind of got an idea because he had that Corvette that he drove to the funeral in the beginning. Yeah, That's kind of what it was based on. But, like, you didn't see it and, like, you really didn't because it was all in the dark. Like, they always had, like, this is the Batmobile. This is what we want you to look at. This one, it was in the dark. It had the big motor in the back. Like, you didn't really have a feel for what the Batmobile was. And it's not this significant vehicle like I feel like it was in every other movie. Well, because it wasn't. You you have to keep in mind. You also have to remember, throughout the entire film, the majority of the time, the Batmobile was in the background. Anytime he was in a Batcave, it was in the background, oh, but it was it, being it was covered. Built. Yeah, exactly. I And when, when, he, when he brought it out, I mean, the introduction... You, you can't tell me you did not get chills when you heard that fucking engine roar. No, like I said, it was definitely one of the more... I just feel like it was very underwhelming. Like, it was kind of like that back burner. Idea. Oh, we didn't put the Batmobile in. What are we going to do? Well, not for nothing. You have to look at it. Okay, you are a rich kid who has not had the help of Lucius Fox yet. Because Lucius Fox is not in this film. True. Lucius Fox is the one who designed all the Batmobiles. The only movie that kind of strayed away from that was Michael Keaton's Batmobile. And in Batman, um, in the original Batman, he was, you know, working on it. You know, like he was his own mechanic. But it was always there because in all those other films, Batman was well established. Except for, you know, the, the, the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that. I understand that. I'm hoping that's one of the things I hope down the line, you know... Will kind of get worked on, like you know. Oh, I think they're definitely going to build on it. And I mean, but as with anything, as the way they introduced him, Selena, Penguin, they had to introduce it 
slowly because you're looking at Batman as he's a young kid. He's just getting started. And, you know, like he doesn't know what to do yet. Right. One of the other things that I think I really didn't care about with this movie that I think could have been handled better was the timing. I felt like it went on way too long. Well, like I feel like the last scene when they're in Gotham Square Garden or whatever the heck it was, like you didn't need that. You could have introduced the whole Venom concept another way, but I I just feel like, okay, what's his name? The Riddler's in prison already. Like, you know, why did we need this extra... Like, it just... You know what? Like, I feel like you didn't need it. Like, it was just 30 extra minutes that we could have spent doing something else. Okay, but... well, Well, why do you feel that? It... From watching it, like, it just felt unnecessary. Like, it... Like, you didn't need any further. I mean... Falcone's dead at that point. The Riddler's in prison at that yeah. point. What? What? I mean, I understand you needed it to flood out the city to kind of bring rise to the chaos that's going to happen now going forward. But I feel like you didn't need that scene with like where he's fighting all the other indoctrinated people that like you know are oh I'm going to fight and die for the Riddler and I'm going to I'm going to kill the new mayor and stuff like that. But you see, I I feel that you needed that more than anything else, and the reason why I I, I say that is because with that scene, you're looking at it as it's a time filler. And you you know what? You're probably absolutely right. But with that scene, I felt that that did more character development for Batman and for this franchise that I really hope it becomes a franchise. I feel like that did a lot more character development for the characters because it wasn't just Jim Gordon seeing this man's a hero. This man is willing to die for people. It was the mayor, the new mayor-elect, and it was the citizens. Because if you remember that one scene where the girl was pinned behind that rubble, she was very hesitant to take his hand. Right. But he stood his ground with his hand extended, and eventually she did. So with that there, it goes based on, in my opinion, mind you, it goes back to with Christian Bale's trilogy of, you know, he's not the, he's the hero we, we need, but the hero that we deserve. I know, I know I messed it all up, but it, it basically gave light to all the citizens of Gotham saying, this man is here to help us. Right. I, I guess that, you know, I guess that makes sense. I just, in general, like the movie was Almost three hours long. Yeah, no, it I was feel a like, long movie. I feel like a lot of the things that could have been condensed and like... They they tried to... They were running into like a Justice League problem where they were trying to do too much with too little time. Like, I understand why certain characters came in at that time and everything like that, but at the same time, like, it's a lot. They kill the main guy, Falcone. Like, he's like the main, like, you know, everyone answers to him, so to yeah. speak. But... Like, I feel like that kind of convolutes the whole story of the Riddler. Because I get it. Like, you know, he was trying to be, like, the hero, like, in that sense. Because he's like, well, he's the guy that's in control of everything. And I'm going to give you all these riddles to get him to, you know, flush him out of his underground and everything. But I feel like it kind of takes the highlighting away. Because you think it's going to be a story about the Riddler and, you know, the chaos that he creates. But then it's, like, really about, like... I feel like it tried to do too many things. And I feel like to someone who's a passive viewer, it would confuse them. Well... I, whereas I don't, I, I'm not going to totally disagree with what you're saying. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, but I personally feel that the reason why they did that is that they were trying to incorporate 
many of the 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 political nonsense of what's happening currently in in real life into the film. So, you know, it was more of like, oh, lift in the veil, take a look at this, do this, do that. But whereas the issue with the character, the character was written very well in the sense of his delivery of doing things. The character was not written well enough where you got a a a, a origin. Right. Riddler was just there. Basically, right. That was it. He just popped up one day and that was it. Yeah, and you, it was kind of like a fill in the blanks after because he's in jail and then like then, oh, it's... It's Ed Nashton and, you know, all that stuff. And he's... And then you kind of get, like, the drips and drabs of, like, you know, why he was doing what he was doing and, like... They spend too much time focusing in on, on, on Batman and Catwoman and the city. I and, and they really... They built the city up nice that the city was its own character. Right. But the main villain, you did it. I mean, hell, Penguin... And I... And let me tell you something. Colin Farrell as, as, as Penguin... It was foul, right? No. I, what the hell is his fucking name now? Uh, I, I I know I know what you're talking. I just, yeah. I'm not remembering his name right now, but I know what you where you're going with this. Anyway, the penguin, he was a side character, but let me tell you something. In my opinion, he he was great, but they utilized him for what they needed, and then poof, gone. Same thing with Alfred. They were just Basically. there. We used them. We're done with them. Cast them off to the side. Yeah, they almost kill him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but I, I personally feel that they could have done so much more with the Riddler. This little fucking BDSM outfit he had on—I don't know but what that's the hell what they were I, doing. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, any other time you've seen the Riddler, well, whether it be in a comic or a movie or even like the animated series and stuff like that, there is so much more to that character. Like, they did to the Riddler in this movie what the first Star Wars movie, like Star Wars 1, The Phantom Menace, did to Darth Maul. He's so much more of, like, something in the series, but you barely get enough time to know him and he's dead by the end of the movie. See, I, I, I can't... I, I know, that it's reference. a bad reference because yeah, you're not a, not a Star Wars, Star Wars fan. guy, you know, so... Yeah, Darth Maul, he looked like that dude from St. Clown Posse. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Alright, yeah, so I get him. I mean, listen, they, they could have done a hell of a lot more with the character. And I feel that that's probably... I, I feel that the writers realize this. But that's he's still alive, like, and he's exactly. in prison at the end. They so. didn't kill him off. Which makes sense, I mean. And that kind of brings me to the other thing. Listen, so, you've seen the movie. I'm not ruining yeah. anything for you when I tell you when the prison scene at the end. Yes. Obviously, it's supposed to be the Joker in the prison next to him. I think that's pretty... <clears throat> given see i disagree with that but he's had the laugh though i figured that's like the trademark like no you know. see he had a laugh he didn't have the laugh i mean even if you look at the credits it says just prisoner in arkham or something like yes. that it doesn't specifically say so obviously it's left to the imagination my take was it was going to be the joker okay I see think. my take is i believe it's clayface i could see that because the the way that they silhouette his face doesn't necessarily look like the Joker, so I was kind of like... Exactly, because the Joker wouldn't be caught dead, you know, because, number one, when, when you're peeking through the bars, okay, his, his face had wrinkles, okay? And furthermore, it was not pale. Now, no. Heath Ledger's Joker, yes, he applied makeup, 
But in the comic book, the Joker's skin tone was was tinted white. Right. You know, it, it was when he fell into the, the into the chemicals. That's what, you know, twisted his whole head. That's what stained his skin, gave him the green hair, gave him everything. Right. You know, it, it, Nicholson's Joker, you know, same exact thing. So I personally feel it's Clayface because in, in, in the comic, in the animated series, you know, Clayface used this chemical to keep his human form. Right. Which to keep sense. him younger. So with him being locked up in there, he ain't getting that stuff. So it makes sense for him to kind of be going insane from it. But you know what? I could be 100% wrong because we're now looking at a whole different variant of Batman. But d- doesn't it get tiresome almost like that it's constantly always going back to the Joker? I mean, you're never, you're not always going to hit a home run like they did with Heath Ledger. I don't think that's going to happen again. <clears throat> you know I what? I would be very surprised if they got someone that I said, that I would be able to say, you know, if you compare it to Heath Ledger, you know this guy's going to take the role or this woman or whatever they end up doing. But historically, the Joker's obviously a man. I mean, but you know how today's world goes and everything. <sighs> Who knows? I'm just saying in terms of what may happen next. Well, there is an alternate reality. And um, I believe that's what they're what they're touching upon on this new Flash movie because we, we, we know for a fact that Michael Keaton is reprising Batman. But they only said he's reprising Batman. I believe... He's going to be playing Thomas Wayne. Okay. Because in the alternate reality, if you have, if anybody's looking for a good, good flick to watch, check out the Flashpoint Paradox. It's, 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 it's a great DC movie, but there is an alternate, you know, uh, earth where Bruce was killed in that alley. Oh yes. Yes. And Martha goes insane. Martha became Joker. And every year on the anniversary, Batman and her meet in the alley to mourn their son. So, they could be doing that. I mean, you got to keep in mind, with this new Flash movie, it is the way on how Marvel used the Loki show to open up the multiverse. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. And I meant to say this earlier, and I apologize. I'm all over the place, but it's okay. You know, I had said after seeing Nicholson play Joker, I had said nobody will ever play a better Joker than Nicholson. Right. And then when I heard... I thought the same thing after I saw that Batman, so... When I heard Heath Ledger, I was like, the the dude who did butt stuff in the fucking cowboy movie? (laughs) And then I saw the, the, the first, you know, stills of him before the movie came out, and I'm like, all right, he looks a little crazy. And then when I saw the movie... I was like, nobody's going to touch this guy. No. Nobody's going to touch this guy. And I tell you, it's a damn shame he died because by now we probably would have had five Joker films. Oh, absolutely. And then when uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he's another one. He surprised the shit out of me. Yeah. He played that role perfect. Perfect. Because it showed a different variant. So now, yes, I do agree with you. I'm tired of seeing it. I mean, Christ, I saw four different movies from the span of 1989 to 1999 that kept showing Batman's... Oh, there's always a different way of how he became a bat. Right. You know, it was always a different thing that happened. He fell down a fucking hole and this, that, and the other thing, got raped by a bat. They, they, they did so many different things. Whereas this one, it kind of left that out. 
Right. You know, but also with this whole multiverse type thing that's the new flavor of the week, they can keep churning out all these different things. I just, the question though becomes more than anything though, how many times are we going to reprise the story of Batman? I mean, literally in the last 20 years, it's happened five times. Yeah. And they can keep doing it. Because right. you have so many other versions. True. I, I just, I don't know. Not I'm not saying that I didn't like this movie. I actually thought this is one of the better takes on Batman oh, it that we've seen. Was. Absolutely I think, was. I think it basically erases anything that Ben Affleck did. I, I really didn't care for yeah. him as Batman. Now, oh, he was a fucking terrible I didn't like him in Justice League. I didn't like him in the Super Batman vs. Superman. Oh, that was such a bad movie. I, I just, I, I did not, there was nothing redeemable about those. But not none. Check out the Snyder Cut. If you haven't seen the Snyder Cut, check it out. It is like almost five hours long. Jesus. If you can stay awake, it's a great movie. And let me tell you something. That movie totally redeems Jared Leto's Joker. Totally redeemed it. The Jared Leto, the, the Joker that we got was abysmal. It was atrocious. But all the shit that they cut out, Jared Leto's Joker wasn't half bad. See, that takes a lot for you to say that because I know you didn't like him. No, oh, God. That forced... <laughs> No, that, I'm sorry. That you're trying to laugh, you know. Like it's yeah. No, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> so, what about to you now? Is there anything that you like would have rather like that you didn't care for? That like how it was done, or like aspects of the movie that you thought had a better way that it could have been done? Like, um, because I've kind of been just voicing out my issues, obviously. So, I mean, you know, <clears throat> there's always things that can change. There's always things that you would want to do better. I, I think, for the most part, during the film, I I had a, I had a shit-eating grin on my face. Because Batman is, like, my all-time favorite superhero right. next to Deadpool. But I mean, that's why I knew you were the right person yeah. to have this discussion <laughs> with. So, But, you know, the, the only thing that I, I can say that I would have done a little bit differently is the, the, the whole political outlook of shit. I would have left that out because... You know what? Every single time I turn on the TV or I'm fucking looking online, something political comes up. And I I don't want to go to the movies and hear that shit. Now, was that ever actually a thing, though? Was Thomas Wayne actually a politician? Thomas Wayne, he was a doctor. Right. Which he was I a got. surgeon. Right. But yes, he did get into politics. Yes. But, you know, it's also... You're going based on how many different things, you know? True, true. You, you, I don't know what, what earth number this <laughs> is. It's true. Also true. You know, like, the, there's endless Earths. So, I don't know where they're fitting this in. Um, Probably the, the one thing that I, I, I want to say that I actually groaned in the movie. And it was a scene where Selena Kyle, Catwoman, and, and uh, Batman were talking. And she's trying to convince him to just give up all this shit and, and end it all. And she turns to him and she goes, aren't you tired of this bullshit white privilege? You know what? When that shit happened, I was sitting next to my friend Ryan and I was just like, listen, I don't care if you're black, white, red, fucking brown, purple. I don't give a shit. Stop. I don't need to hear that shit in the fucking Batman movie. You said this. To a white privileged man who's literally doing the fucking same thing you're doing. Like, 
and it just it to me it was an ignorant thing to write now as far as anything else that I, that I would have changed one thing I agree with what you said earlier which I don't think we've really discussed too much was the Riddler's costume I, I didn't get that at yeah, all I, nowhere in anything that you've ever seen was he ever like that not at all well, if you want to really, really, really dig deep and try to, you know, piece it together, the only time that it would have made sense was when he was Hush. Yeah, that would be like... the only real time. But other than that, I mean, I don't know why they went that road. Hell, I, for all we know, it could just be, you know, I... I don't even fucking know. <laughs> like, I can't... You know what actually was one funny thing? Actually, I'm thinking about it now that we're having this discussion that Chris pointed out, which I thought was funny. The whole movie, if you look around, like, they try to make it feel like almost like it's, like, old-timey. Like, the cars look kind of old. The buildings look kind of old. Like, yeah. I get it. They're trying to build the aesthetic of Gotham City. Like, you know, to try to, like you said, like, the dingy, grimy, like, tired, like, kind of city. Yeah. They have things like that that make you think, okay, I'm a few years in the past now. Like, you know, the older looking cars, the older looking buildings, you know, things like that. But then everyone has smartphones. Like, I thought that was, like, kind of like, I see why they did it, but, like, you know what I mean? Well, the reason why you have to, I get where you're coming from, but I compared it to, it was probably the best rendition that you could get of the animated series in live action. Because right. the animated series was very much... Very old time timing that it actually created a art style. It was gothic something, but it was just a way for them to to do it, and I think that it came out very very well. I mean, I I didn't mind the way it looked, and uh, you know, they did it the right way. They definitely did it the right way, but I I, I get. Where your hang-up is. But you gotta keep in mind, it's very hard to take a comic book and turn it into reality and then... No, I'm not have disagreeing a with comic. you. It just... I don't know. The little details like that, like, bother me. And I really didn't start to notice it until Chris actually pointed it out because he was... Because it was actually... It was at the funeral scene when they did the thing where the, the previous... Um, what you call it? The previous commissioner had died and they were doing this funeral yes, in the city and, and everything the, the, the truck came through yeah exactly yeah i didn't really notice it until he which he said was true like all the cars are pulling up old and like the building looked like you know i'd been through hell and everything like that but again to the credit of them trying to make gotham city look like gotham city like the well, actual photorealistic gotham city if you want to break it on down and really look at it let's say we hypothetically we put you know batman in his 20s right okay that means that technically he'd be in his 80s. Uh, it would be in the 80s that he was born. So therefore, you rewind the time a little bit. Yeah, you'd probably still be catching glimpses of cars from the 90s, but still have smartphones. Right. So yeah, it, they might have. They could have set it back maybe 10, 20 years. True. It could have been the early 2000s. We really didn't get a definitive date. This is also true, too. I mean, it was again, it's nitpicky. It's stupid, but... Just little things that I didn't, like, you know. As a whole, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it very oh, yeah. much. I thought it was a good story. The little, again, little standalone things like that that I was kind of like, not, I wouldn't say hung up on, but more like, you know, why would they do it like that? More like that. The the, the one thing I, 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 if I had the option to, to totally change it, yo, 
Give Alfred the fucking respect he deserves. For real. I feel like he was just like... I, I know he was just there to enhance Bruce in the sense of... Yeah, but they used him as a throwaway character. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, he was he, never meant to be like that. He, he was he was on the screen for ten, 10 minutes throughout the entire fucking film. And then he had like a five <clears throat> minute run where he was just there. And then at the end of the movie, you're just like, well, what the fuck happened to Alfred? That's another th- that's another thing actually that Bob they didn't give you like the satisfaction of knowing he was okay. Exactly. Cuz you still were in this like negative space of did he ever get out of the hospital? Like Yeah, know? because I was talking to Tommy and Ryan and Lou after uh after the movie's over and I was like, "Am I the only one who's sitting here wondering what happened to Alfred?" Yeah, it's just, and, uh, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot about it." Yeah. And Alfred's always meant to be like the almost like the father to Bruce Wayne. What's so, the father? Damn right. So it's kind of like you know, I don't know. That that was definitely something weird. That uh, what do you? So in all, what do you think about like them disposing of Carmine Falcone so far into it, so early into it? I'm sorry, I meant to say <clears throat> early into it. Well, I mean, really, if you look at any other friggin' movie, Falcone was really just kind of spoken about, and he really didn't come into. The film, you know, world until what? The Dark Knight. Right. And still then, he was kind of like, he was used as a tossaway character. Right. He was a bridge point. He was spoken about but never seen. Yeah, in, in this movie, well, even then, I mean, he was in there a couple of times. I mean, fucking Eric Roberts. I mean, come on, that's the fucking, he's a garbage actor. You know, he's, he's another, he's a tossaway actor. But I mean, John Totoro in this... I, I personally feel he owned that role. He he did it very think, well. No, I think he played it very well. Was it always implied that he was Selena Kyle's father, though? No. No, it was That was that, a little... That was... Yeah, and it was kind of like something I didn't really see coming, but I guess I probably should have. Probably. I don't know, but... You know, I mean... I, it, it was it was weird. It was a good way to... to but also, they probably did that to just kind of give Selena a, a fucking... A reason to be there. True. I thought it was weird at the end that, like, she just, like, left. Like, I feel like she was always, like... She kind of... Oh, I'm gonna go upstate, like, you know, and I'm gonna try to do... Like, that. you basically kind of talked about it before, where you were like... Oh, you know, she's... Why do you have to be the good guy all the time? Like, why don't you come up and we'll have a killing and, you know, that whole thing, but... I mean... I don't know. That... Little details like that, like... So where does that leave her going forward? Like, is it just going to be no more Catwoman after that? No, because I, I personally feel what this is going to do now is I think they're going to try to seize the opportunity. And this is just, this is speculation. This is just my opinion. Because with the given success of the Harley Quinn animated show, and if you haven't seen it, season four is coming. It, it's a great show. I love it. I believe season, yeah, season four or three, whatever. Definitely worth a watch. But being at the fact that the latest Suicide Squad did so well, and I thought the movie was terrific, whereas the original one that I saw was... The recut you liked. I, I liked the new one with, with, with uh, you know, King Shark. And um, I tell you, in my opinion, I don't think they're going to be utilizing her too much in a Batman film. I personally feel because we now know that they're going to be starting to do these television shows. Penguins already got a, a, a TV show coming. And I think they're going to use that to launch Poison Ivy. And I think the next step that they're going to do is I believe that they're going to do a Gotham City Sirens um, 
movie to try to get rid of that whole Harley Quinn shit because that movie was a disgrace. Oh, it was Birds a disgrace. Yeah, the Birds about? of Prey. Now, if you did Gotham City Sirens, it would be Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy. And that is actually when we first start to see the budding relationship between Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Because right. in the updated comics, they're, they're, they're lovers. I personally feel that that's what they're going to do. Especially since like feminism's all the rage now. So I think they're going to try to do that the right way. Because that Birds of Prey movie was just... It was bad. It was bad. It, it seemed it. I didn't see it. Oh, I, dude. I heard enough negative about it to not want to actually see it myself. I so. mean, Huntress was pretty cool. She she was pretty, pretty decent in it. But Montoya, who was never a fucking siren. And, I mean, like... I, um, she was never a bird of prey and... You, you left out Barbara Gordon because, you know, obviously she couldn't be in a wheelchair because that's when she was the Oracle. So uh, it missed a lot of shots. It right. missed a lot of shots. So is there anything else that you would have changed about how it was, whether it had been character or the way the story progressed or anything? <clears throat> I thought the progression of the story was pretty good. And like I said in the beginning, I, I just wish they would have sped it up. Just I feel like it didn't need to be three hours. Well... That's because you're looking at it as as a superhero movie. I I looked at it and saw it more as this this is like a crime drama suspense. It, it was, and I loved them having Batman as a detective too. Yes, I didn't like that the whole. Oh wait, actually, you know what? There is one thing now that I'm thinking about it. You know what I didn't like, and I'm gonna tell you what it is right now. The wingsuit. I hated that. Why? Because no matter how far he was ever into it, it was part of his thing. It was like. Something that came out of the cape or whatever. Yeah. But he had like... I just thought that was so like... I, I don't know. Once again, he's new at this. I get it. And I, I know he doesn't have the guy building the tech and everything. He has no like, tech whatsoever. It's just some rich kid who wants to go fight crime. And he's trying to figure out shit out. That's how I looked at it because... I, I, I was just looking at the development of the character and how he was... Because during the movie, he made a lot of stupid mistakes. Oh, yeah. A lot of stupid mistakes. Like his landing with the wingsuit, but you know. Yeah, but, I mean, he deployed the parachute way too fucking late. And who the hell deploys a parachute by fucking an, an, an underpass? Like, that was just stupid. But it showed that he still had so much more to learn. I, I took it for what it was meant to be. A kid trying to become a hero and just starting out. This is basically the series Gotham sped up a few years. Okay. I, I could appreciate that explanation of it. I just, you know me personally, to look, like you said, I am looking at it as a superhero movie. Kind of saw that and I was like, th there's no other way we could have like, you know, made this happen or something like. You, you know what? But it, it you're was, right. It was Murder on the Orient Express with Batman in it. Mm-hmm. So, but now what about you? Was there anything else that you would have liked to have seen differently or anything? You know what? I wanted to see more of the Batmobile, you know, like, but I didn't want it to be like the video game, you know, Arkham Knight, that it was too much Batmobile. Literally all know? Batmobile. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I, it was a dream to drive the Batmobile in that fucking game. And then I was just like, wow, this, yeah, no, I'm too enough. Much Batmobile. Yeah, enough. Like in the story, didn't even have anybody guessing, you know, like, oh yeah, it's Jason Todd. But, um... Actually, I like I said, more Batmobile. Um, definitely, definitely more Alfred. 
you know, you, you yeah, needed him. I feel like they really shortchanged Alfred because Alfred was more like, especially now that he's like that, that budding hero, like, you know, he's like kind of, like you said, coming into the role. Yeah. And you don't show any of the guy that's kind of pushing him along, like, kind of like in a way. Exactly. Like, he was, solve- he was the guy solving most of the riddles. He's the guy that figured out the cipher, and he was like the one telling him, like you know, the, this is what it said, you know. Exactly. You know, we 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 do know that Bruce Wayne is extremely intelligent. Oh, of course. But in this movie, they made him a naive kid. Right. He's still he's learning. He literally is learning the ropes. Exactly. And without Alfred, and 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 I felt like it was it was a very very big insult that exactly like you said. He was figuring out the cipher. He was solving riddles. He was right there with him until the story didn't require him to be there anymore. And, like, I feel like it was such a cheap shot, too. Like, you know, I figured he would have been more wary about literally how he got taken out. Especially a fucking ex-MI6 agent. Right. To just openly, to open something like that. Like, you know, you wouldn't take, I don't know. Like, that to me bothered me. Yeah, especially after, like, he looked on the back and said, you know... You know, flame retardant or explosive retardant, whatever it was, he had at least ten seconds to chuck that package, but right. he stood there looking at it. It made him look like a dumb shit. Right, and Alfred's anything but that. Alfred's exactly. always been anything but that. Exactly. All in all, though, I liked, I liked the story. Like I said, to any passive viewer that knows nothing about that or how the story of Batman goes. I could see it being an overwhelming movie because there's a lot of shit. Yeah, there's in a lot three of stuff hours. going on. They, how many different people and enemies and characters and how many people of importance died in that first? Like you know, literally you saw the the rise of Gotham, like you know, as the thing, and then you saw the fall, basically all in one movie. It was yeah, crazy. To me, I feel like that's a lot to unpack for someone who really knows nothing. Well, but also it, it may be a lot to unpack. But also, you got to look at it as this is a great introduction to the character for any younger kid who this would be their first experience with the character. I definitely think it's the turn that the DC Universe needed. Absolutely. You know, they've they made so many friggin' mistakes. So many mistakes. In, in part, their biggest mistake is stop trying to be like Marvel. Biggest mistake was Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's funny you brought that up. I just watched that the other day. It was my second time. And I, I couldn't even finish it. I, I just, I couldn't. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Pine can't save the movie. You know, but even, but no, no, I was wrong about the first one. Because I said to me. Oh no, it's, listen, I thought the first one was really It was good terrific. Too. It was terrific. But, you know, this one here, you know, you should have kept her in that timeline. She doesn't have to jump to 1984. It was cool because, yeah, I was alive in 84. I remember the shit, but it, it, yeah, it wasn't no. needed. No, it was so unnecessary. So unnecessary. I mean, it, it, fucking genies and shit. Dumb. Dumb. That was the worst cheat I've ever seen in my life. And I'm sorry, what the hell is that chick's name? The one that plays Wonder Woman? No, 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 not her. Everybody knows her. The, the chick from the shitty Ghostbusters movie. Uh, she was fucking cheetah. I I didn't see eighty four, so I don't. Oh, know. you didn't see it? No. Oh, dude. Oh, watch it. No I just. Tri- <laughs> I've had people try to explain to oh. me what happened in Wonder Woman eighty four, and I know I don't. Oh my god, see it, it was so, so bad. I wanted to drip bleach into my eyes after seeing that. 
I listen. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman so much that I didn't want eighty four to ruin that for me. And oh, it ruined it. Enough people told me how yeah. it progressed, and it's just not. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't done the right way. But you know, my hopes is is that do I think this will turn into a trilogy? No, I don't. No, really? I don't. Yeah, I personally feel that this is gonna be two movies tops, and I think it's just gonna kind of fade into obscurity. And I personally believe that their next one that they're going to go with, I think they're going to do the traditional. I think they're going to go for another Tufa. But I think it's going to be Mr. Freeze and I think it's going to be Killer Croc. Okay. And just Clayface is not going to have any kind of... I feel like they made a big point to show him. So I would would think you're right because I would really hope they would stay away from the Joker thing. Because I feel like it's just so... It's How many been times do you do Batman and Joker? Like it just—it's old. Well, I mean, but you also have to keep in mind that that is, you know, Heath Ledger said it the best. You know, I need you. I'm not going to kill you. Right. That is their perfect, you know, good versus evil, heaven versus hell. You know, that is they are perfect for one another. Right. Batman will always need the Joker, but I just don't think we need another version of him. No. I don't think this Batman is made for conflict with the Joker, if that makes sense. No, but you also have to keep in mind, I mean, Batman's first villain ever was the Joker, you know, but... Right. I just, I I don't think the youthful one needs it. And I feel like it would kind of be a sorrowful loss if they showed, well, not if, they did show Batman using Venom at the end of this movie... And for them to never, ever introduce Bane, because I feel like that's like... Bane is a very, very hard character to do. I mean... Well, yeah, I know. You know what it is? Tom Hardy did a great job as Bane, but the way the character was written was poorly. And the big muscle dude from, Jesus Christ, Batman and Robin physically looked like bane but they ruined bane because they made him a dumb shit yeah he wasn't diego what's his name uh, no he he was he was um he was mexican or or san paulo or some shit but bane was very intelligent right you know he was he was like a scientist wasn't he yeah something? but like tom hardy's character on how he wasn't just relying on strength to beat the shit out of batman how he was very strategic with his yeah, attacks. It was meticulous. It was perfect. It's just physically he didn't have that intimidating thing. Right. And he didn't have Venom. Right. Now, you keep saying Venom. I don't know why everyone has been talking that it's Venom. It, I believe that he just hit himself with adrenaline. I thought it was this. I it looked just like. I mean, when he takes it out, it's green. It's like the stuff that. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know where he would get it from. But you're not the only one saying it either. Everyone was saying that it was venom, but venom was an enhanced steroid that literally made you bigger, because Riddler used it in one of the comics, and Riddler became a brolic dude. But I mean, we'll we'll see. But honestly. Pattinson, he, he surprised the hell out of me. He did a great job as Batman. That was literally, I think, one of the best parts of the whole movie. I thought it was going to be, like, just not very well put together, like, in that sense. But he impressed me with that. I, yeah. I really thought 
it was gonna feel almost like a forced Batman, if you get what I mean. Because yeah. like he knew what he had to live up to, and it just wasn't gonna feel right. But well, I mean, listen, to know what you have to live up to, okay? You are the Batman. You're a different version of Batman, and this is this is something I stress to everybody, okay? You know, Michael Keaton was just Batman. You know, right? Then from there, you had Christian Bale. He was the Dark Knight. Right. Then you had, you know, whatchamacallit, um, Ben Affleck. He was uh, the Dark Knight Returns, you know, older. These are all different variants. That's why they can just keep doing it. Right, without a, so, without continuity problems. Exactly. He had the ability to turn it into whatever. <clears throat> right. And one thing I do like, I like how he didn't overly make his voice deeper. No. Like Christian Bale and Batman with this, and um, Ben Affleck. With the stupid voice changing the shit. Horse, the sounding it was just shit. so stupid. But you know what? He he played the role perfect. The only thing is, is that and, and I think it was good too, they didn't make him this big guy. No. You know, he was a sleek, thin, but But that's what I feel dude. like Batman's meant to be. Like Batman's exactly. not meant to be like this jacked, like, you know, like that's not Batman. No, he's just he's just a dude that is very strategic. And that's smart as hell. And that's what I think they did well. I'm glad that finally they addressed the fact that Batman is made to be more of a detective type. Yes. He's really not meant to be like this brawler, bruiser. Like, I mean, he had aspects of that, like, you know, when he was in with Raza Ghoul and stuff like that. But, you know, that's not the entirety of Batman's character. No, but... He was very calculated and meticulous. Exactly. Like you always see with the Justice League things. Oh, I have a contingency plan for anyone if anyone were to go AWOL. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's Batman. Yeah, that they literally me. asked him, well, what do we do if you do? Yeah, you run. And he wasn't joking. He was straight up, I'll kill you all. Because he knows that it's basically stop everyone. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so I think we've basically covered all bases on, like, what we thought it did good, what it didn't do well, what we would have changed in that sense. Yeah. What would you like to see going forward if there is a second installment, which I think they've pretty much implied that there's at least going to be a part two? Yeah. So what aspects would you like to see carried over and what would you rather see them do differently? <clears throat> I don't want to see the rehash. Like, you know what? F- for me, yo, Riddler's in prison, leave his ass there. For now. He doesn't have to be in the second one of a big plot to get out. You know, Arkham is there for a reason. You know? It is literally a place that you can just dip in and grab anybody out. Right. I don't want to see Scarecrow. You know, give no. me somebody that we haven't seen. Hector Crane, no, he died. I don't want to see that yet. No. You know, we, we don't need him again. No. You know, they they got to start dipping into... There's so many villains for Batman. I know not, not a lot of them might be as significant as others, but... Shit, I'll take Condiment King at this point. I just... I would rather see anything but the Joker again. That's another one. I don't want to yeah. see the Joker again. Like you said, I, I Scarecrow, though, would be kind of cool to see them do it in, like, today... You already got him in Batman Begins. Yeah, that was 2008. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just... Even Bane, like, you know, I feel like that's kind of like... They proved their point with that or whatever. Exactly. You know what? You you want... Okay, give me Clayface and put Brad Pitt in the role of Clayface. Playing that role. Give me Man Bat. Okay, I know. Okay. I I, I, I remember... I, I... 
not as good with the comics and stuff like that as you are, but I know what you're talking about. But literally, you can you can revolve, you can create a whole story. The scientist who became Man Bat is the same dude that gave Clayface the fucking chemical to de-age himself, and you could just have a cohesive story that you can make it original, right? And use two pretty awesome fucking villains. I mean, Man Bat after he cured the one dude and he died, came back and it turns out it was his wife. You know, so there's a lot of different ways that they can go about it. What about you? What would you want to see? Uh... I mean, I definitely hope they stay with the same artistic style. I really hope that they yeah. don't like the next movie suddenly, you know, daybreak in Gotham City and it's all bright and sunny. Like, nah, that's... I don't think they'll ever do that Joel Schumacher shit ever again. And I really hope that the one thing I can honestly say, I hope I don't know if the rain was just foreshadowing because it was raining basically through the whole movie. Well, it's supposed to be dark, gloomy. Kind of gave it a very Seattle feel. You could just do that by making it cloudy, though. I mean, you don't need to have it rain all the time. I think the rain was meant more of as a foreshadowing tool because literally they drown the city at the end. So True. But you also got to keep in mind, rain <clears throat> is very much associated with depression. True. True. So it kind of gets you to feel that this is a dark and gloomy place. I hope they don't change it into where Batman just becomes like a friggin', you know... Penny Brawler in the streets. Oh, I, I don't want to see that. No, he's got to be going after big time villains, not some you know small I, time listen, shit. I like the action. I think you know they did a pretty good job situating how the action worked in the movie in terms of the fight scenes. But I don't want that to become the focus. <clears throat> no, because I feel like that just kind of ruins the character that you built from the first movie. Yeah, no, they they establish him as a detective, and I think that that's something that they should continue to build on. Agree with you 100%. I don't want to see any of the stuff from Arkham that you saw at the end. Yeah, no. I think that, that that's a later thing. Like, you know, you could, like you said, you could jump in there, pull out who you want when you need. I don't think it's necessarily exactly. like... You don't have to keep rehashing. Because we foreshadowed and showed you, like, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, we have to have this guy in the next movie. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely could be points where you could see why you had them in there, but oh, yeah, I mean you you can do a little flashback scenes. They did it. They did it with the Dark Knight. Um, with the Dark Knight, Scarecrow was in the beginning of the movie for five minutes, right? And then that and that was it. He got arrested. Back to Arkham he went. That's it. And that was it. And he's gone at that point. If I could think of anything else, I don't know. That's like really, I've I'm kind of an open book to it. As long as they keep consistent those little things, I definitely want to see more of the Batmobile. Yeah. I I, think that we have to have a build-up in the next movie. Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean, from, from, from Batman and then Batman Returns, it was very, very little change except for the shield. And then when it got really, really narrow and went in between the narrow buildings. Then from there, you watch a huge difference between Returns and Forever. Right. And then, for whatever reason or another, from Forever to Batman and Robin, we've got the hydraulics in the front of the fucking Batmobile. And then, when you had the trilogy for Nolan, it became a tank. Basically. Based and on a Ferrari, which I couldn't figure out. Or Lamborghini, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a Lamborghini. Yeah, it was a Lamborghini. Yeah. But, also, the way they did that was the Batcycle. And that was, actually, that's another thing with this. If you pay very, very close attention, majority at the end of it, majority of the time, you don't really see the front of the motorcycle he's on until True. he's parked and he's talking to Selena Kyle. If you look close, you'll see 
the front of the motorcycle, the windshield, is a little bat cowl. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, okay, so it is a bat cycle. But just not the bat cycle that, well, again, that, you know, we've been exactly accustomed to, I guess, at this point. Exactly. <clears throat> but I definitely want to see at least some mention of Lucius Fox. I feel like I think the tech has to come in it somewhere. Well, I, I think probably with the next one, I want to say they're probably going to age him a year or two where he'll get a little bit more involved in what's happening over at Wayne Tech. Right, right. And, and, I, and I do believe that, you know, Lucius Fox will be introduced. I'd love to see Samuel L. Jackson in that role. I think that would be a good choice. But I Morgan so. Freeman is a hard person to, to replace. Right. Because Morgan Freeman was just awesome. Is Morgan role. Freeman. Yeah, and Morgan Freeman, voice of God. The voice of Lucius Fox, <laughs> a.k.a. God. Um, what else could I think of that I'd like to see? I definitely want to see more focus on his backstory, almost like in this one. Because I feel like you kind of need it to justify the character. No. See, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you need a little bit more backstory. Like, not a lot. Just some. Because there's a lot of people that are going to be passive viewers that know almost nothing about this. But they did. They they, they they showed that he wanted to avenge his parents' death. But then they showed that his father was the villain. Essentially, yeah. That's which can only just fuel his rage even more. Right. So, I think the big difference is the way this movie did it was they touched upon it. They just didn't focus on it. Okay. Because it was more so of, yo, this is not about his past. This is about the present. This is how he's going to handle the situation now. Right. Has nothing to do with what happened in the past. The past is done. It created this. This is what he's doing with it. Right. It's it's based... Okay, I, I see what you're saying. That, that makes sense. I feel like, like they had the opportunity to go back again. And, you know, the writer basically said the same thing that you said. How many fucking more times are we going to do this? Yeah, you know, no, like, you're right. You're right. That the writer was just true. like, okay, yeah, here it is. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Okay, moving on. That's done. And I mean, aside from that, I guess, really the only other thing I got to see, I guess, is Gordon being promoted to commissioner because that really never happened. No. It was implied at the yeah. end, but... Well, I, I believe the mayor said it after he rescued her. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to watch the movie again. Eh, maybe I'll go tomorrow and see it. All right, but I think that's pretty much... I think that's a pretty good discussion. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Anything you feel like we left out? No, I mean, uh, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, stay till after the credits. Write down that website. Check out the website. It's actually pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, if you want to know, should you see it, go see this movie. If you, if you want to get into superhero movies, that's not the MCU that you got to go back damn near 20 years and watch them in all different types of order. If you just want to be entertained and use your head, go check out the Batman. Me as a Batman fan, I've been let down many times over the years. It's true. I, I gotta say, like I said earlier, I, I, I sat there with a shit-eating grin on my face throughout this entire film. It, it I loved it. It definitely bandaged over the Christian... Uh, not Christian Bell, I'm sorry. The Affleck? The Affleck, yeah. Batman. Batflack. <laughs> it definitely... Uh, it bandaged over that part. I think that kind of left a, a sour, sourness yeah. to everyone. I feel like this was a very redeeming movie, very much so. All right. I mean, I think that's pretty much all we have to say. Again, you know, um, we'd really appreciate it if any of you guys wanted to further the discussion on this. 
you know, we definitely would like to add more to it, you know, down the road if it had to be addressed, but we want to kind of go forward and kind of do this format, I think, for any kind of movie, really. Yeah, I mean... We talked you know. about doing maybe, like, an Uncharted kind of thing. I know I have my opinions about it that I would like to discuss, but I don't want to ruin the movie because Ben still has not seen it, but, yeah, you know... I'll, I'll watch it tonight. I, th- I think at some point you should, and then I think we should come together and discuss it. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely, definitely, check it out. definitely um, an interesting take, to say the least. Eh, when you say shit like that, that doesn't that doesn't comfort me. <laughs> well, anyway, um, again, if you guys have anything that you'd like to add to this discussion, we'd appreciate it. I mean, if you want to drop us a line or anything, you know, we'll definitely have this open for comments and discussion after the fact. But I think that's pretty much it. This is Films in Review. My name is Nick. I'm Ben. And uh, that's the Batman for you. Uh, thank you for listening, if you did. Hopefully you, you actually listened to the whole thing. Yeah, this is like two and a half hours. It's it's an hour and five minutes. Damn! Did pretty good, I'd say, for the first one. Yeah, not I think, bad. I think we left it all out there. <laughs> Peace out. Till next time. Later. <laughs>